Slowing inflation is fueling optimism that the United States Central Bank might be done with hiking rates, but their September meeting will likely hold the key to finally unlocking the end of the tightening cycle. So has the Fed engineered a soft landing? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. While the Federal Reserve has reaffirmed its fight on inflation, a new set of data will provide insight into the future pace of interest rates. A new report from ADP shows job creation in the United States slowed more than expected in August. So are the Federal Reserve's aggressive interest rate hikes over the past year and a half starting to have a negative impact on the economy. For more, let's bring in J.D. Durkin from the street. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Nice to be with you as always. So the weaker than expected report comes as investors and economists are split on whether inflation in America can continue to trend down to 2% without a significant slowdown in the economy. What's your take? Uh, well, it's a, it's it kind of fits in line with the old maxim of the economy, Veronica, which is you talk to five economists about a certain question and you'll get 10 different responses. Uh, there are certainly those that I talk to, analysts and other prominent traders and figures in Wall Street who say the Fed does not really probably need to do uh, much more tightening at this point. We're sort of right. A lot of these are lagging indicators. So the central bank has already taken these actions. Now let's kind of wait and see how inflation continues to come down now that it's hovering around 3%. But the issue is that the chairman of the central bank, Jerome Powell and his colleagues, they've been incredibly consistent for the last year and a half or so to say our target is 2%. It's not 3%. Yeah, it's all well and good. We came down from 9.1 down to 3%, but there is still more work to be done. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to uh, speak with Dennis Lockhart. Uh, Mr. Lockhart is the former Atlanta Fed uh, president, and that's a great perspective when you get to talk with a Fed president or even a former Fed president. Uh, and in his estimation, he sees one more rate hike in the November meeting. So we have three more meetings left to go here in 2023. He expects, granted, he's no longer a voting member of the FOMC, but he thinks that the Fed will do one more pause, one more rate hike, and then one more pause at the end of the year with a potential Fed pivot, so to speak, or the beginning of a cut of interest rates sometime in early 2024. So while the U.S. economy has been surprisingly resilient, are there signs now appearing that we might be starting to ease under pressure from higher interest rates? You know, a lot of people that I speak with, you know, identify this as a bit of a rolling recession. And basically what that means is that it's not really the sort of recession that may hit all sectors of the American economy at the same time, but instead it's a recession that is working its way from sector to sector. So for instance, uh, we look at the pressure that the goods portion of the U.S. economy was under this time last year. And now a lot of evidence to suggest that maybe that particular pressure has begun to ease up. And now there's a lot of concern about real estate, specifically commercial real estate and how deeply entrenched inflation is in parts of the services economy. So it's a rolling economy would sort of help line up with the overall global supply chain that we essentially brought to a halt virtually overnight as soon as the COVID pandemic first brought out. Um, so it definitely remains to be seen. The man there on the other side of the screen, there he is at Jackson Hole. That's Jerome Powell. Uh, he has been, like I said in my previous response, very consistent to identify 2% as the ultimate target, even if that means instituting a bit of pain 
on the U.S. economy. It's worth noting last week at Jackson Hole, Jerome Powell did not use the word pain, but this time last year he did, and he did so under the context of reminding the average American consumer things may need to get a little bit more difficult all around. Americans may need to feel less confident in their personal financial situation if we're going to be successful at cooling down this economy just a bit with a goal of that 2% inflation target. Now, U.S. economic growth was revised lower to a still solid pace in the second quarter, but has momentum picked up early in the third quarter as a tight labor market underpins consumer spending? This is actually my favorite part of the conversation with Dennis Lockhart that I spoke with yesterday, the former Atlanta Fed president. It's because the Atlanta Fed uniquely, Veronica, puts out what's called the GDP Now figure. It's sort of a today snapshot of what GDP might be for the current quarter. And the reason I was so eager to talk about this with Mr. Lockhart is because the Atlanta Fed number right now for the current quarter for Q3 projects 5.9%. That is a rip-your face-off number for what GDP could look like. But Dennis Lockhart was very quick to say, you know, maybe pay less attention to the GDP now figure until you're in the third month of that quarter, which we're just a few days from. It's soon going to be September, and there isn't a whole lot of evidence right now that the third quarter will not be incredibly strong. We did have the downward revision for the second quarter that you just spoke about there, Veronica, but we also need to keep in mind, even though that's still a solid number, that might seem like a a good thing on the surface. The economy is rolling along, consumer spending, consumer confidence levels are very strong. It means that people do feel good about their personal situations, and there's a lot of industrial investment and manufacturing underpinning all these numbers, but we can't forget the goal of the central bank. Jerome Powell and his colleagues at the FOMC have said they are actually shooting for what's called below trend growth. So they would actually like to see that GDP number be south of 2%. Usually that Goldilocks zone is somewhere between 2 and 3%. So if you have a number like 2.1 or 2.6 or 2.8, these are usually very strong numbers. Jerome Powell's long-term projection says we actually kind of need to see that number tick down below 2% if we're going to be successful at being able to successfully tame prices. But for right now, the current snapshots for the current quarter, the third quarter, or that is going to be far stronger than analysts were expecting even a few months ago. Now, the government just announced that gross domestic product increased at a 2.1% annualized rate last quarter for the April through June period. Now, that that was revised down from 2.4% reported last month. Economists had expected GDP for the second quarter would be unrevised. The, revi- the revision reflected downgrades to inventory investment as well as business spending on equipment and intellectual property products. What's the broader impact of this? Well, I mean, listen, again, I think that's one of those things that it it depends really on on who you talk to. Um, But I think overall, you know, when you look at the strength of the stock market specifically, and and why not go there? Because I'm here on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. This has been a a year of growth much higher than most people had been expecting. You know, it does not seem like that long ago, Veronica, when the R word recession was on the tips of everyone's tongue. Every CEO talked about forecasting a potential recession. Every business analyst was looking at the numbers saying a recession is in for the second or third quarter of 2023. And suddenly, as the year played itself out, suddenly a lot of these big growth stocks that people were concerned about did exactly as they're supposed to. Stocks go up, markets go up, these numbers go up over time, not in the short term, but in the long term, those are certainly the trajectory. So I think that the numbers year to date have been far stronger, which underpins that for all the skepticism, all of the concern, about the direction that we're heading with the American economy, the American consumer remains incredibly resilient and perhaps oftentimes more resilient than people would expect. 
There is a joke in the world of economic Twitter, which is everyone I know is either laid off or vacationing in Europe. And that's sort of a, a bit of a humorous look at the fact that, you know, this is working its way uh, across the economy in different ways. And every person's individual situation is different. And I think that makes a projection to the heart of your question very difficult because one month from now, Veronica, you and I could be having a vastly different conversation as these metrics have changed just that quickly. Very true. And also, the labor. speaking of the labor market, its strength has been a key reason the economy has grown faster than many expected in 2023. The Department of Labor's job report is due out Friday. What is Wall Street looking for? Well, I think, uh, as has been the case, I think Wall Street is looking for another solid month over month of job gains. And we obviously keep in mind these ADP employment figure we get a few days in advance. Take it with a grain of salt maybe a fistful of salt because there have been months this year Veronica, where that number has been disastrously off from the number we end up getting from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And when you look at the last couple of months, yes, we have seen job growth start to come down maybe to the 187,000, 190,000 range or so. In terms of recency, that might be viewed as a bit of a disappointment number, but context is everything. In a normal economic cycle, there is no president of the United States that would not take a number like 200,000 jobs month over month and champion that to the American people as evidence that that administration's policies are working. It's easy for Republicans maybe to kind of beat up on the Biden White House if there's lower than, uh, you know, lower than that range. If we only get a number that's like 160, 180, but that's because the job growth has been so explosive since we've gotten the train back on the trails or back on the tracks from our COVID shutdown. So everything requires a little bit uh, good faith, historic context, but I think the expectation is for unemployment essentially to stay the same, maybe tick back up to 3.6% or so. But uh, I think the expectation is still for a very solid month over month. And we got to consider, we're also in the heart of seasonality. So expect to see some sectors like construction, maybe outperform some of the others as well. J.D. Durkin from the street. Thanks so much. We have to leave it there. More ticker news right after this. 